They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Eric Trembicki, joined by my best friend, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and Richie Edge himself, Richie Smiley. What's going on, boys? Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, we're, we're fresh off the heels of uh, Dynamite, uh, celebrating the life of Jay Briscoe, and just coming off a few days since the Raw 30th anniversary. Two main things we're going to be going over today. Um, first off, you know, obviously do want to um, wish condolences to the Pew slash Briscoe family for the loss of Jay Briscoe. Um, figure anything uh, or any of the three of us have the most knowledge of him and his career would probably be Richie here. So did want to see if Richie had any thoughts overall of his career or, you know, any favorite memorable moments or matches. Um, I... I mean, memorable matches. I first found out about the Briscoes when I got into CZW in 2002. They had actually already left CZW for Ring of Honor. They There was like a, a feud between Ring of Honor and CZW, and uh, the Briscoes took a booking over a CZW booking, so they were done with CZW. But in 2001, they... They used to wrestle under masks in CZW because they were underage, so they had to hide their identity. And uh, they had classic matches in CZW. And then ROH, I mean, they've been consistently like one of the best tag teams for 20 years. So, I mean, the fact that this all happened is crazy. Uh, Big time crazy. And Jay had a good singles career too. Yeah, former former Ring of Honor World Champion. I believe he beat Kevin Steen for the title, if correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you there for that? Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 think, I stopped. I think there's a chance Ron may have been. I don't know. Because I think that was around that time. Yeah, that KO was way after I, I stopped going to ROH. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. They're you know uh, re- record record setting thirteen time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and um, Ian Riccoboni Center commentary tonight about how they uh, they just they just set that record. And I was like, well, I think a year ago when they became twelve time champions, they set the record again. And I don't think there's anyone even close in the stratosphere. I mean, I think there might be a team that maybe has like five or six reigns, but nobody could probably, nobody's touching the double digit reigns in Ring of Honor, but spend any of the tactics. I mean, they're like, they're like the Dudley boys of Ring of Honor. If there was sure the Dudley boys of ECW, they're, they're the, the best there will be. Yeah. It was nice to see Mark came out with both tag belts tonight. I kind of, you know, it's, uh, they, Tony or nobody really has even speculated what's going to happen with the belts. Obviously, at some point, I'm, I assume they they get vacated, but it's going to be one. It was one of those things. It was, you know, as the mark for championships. I kind of wonder, like, oh, I wonder if that belt's just physically at his house, and it's going to be something where it's going to take a little bit of time to get it. But it was cool to see Mark come out, have one around his waist, and uh, be carrying the other one in uh, memory for his brother. Yeah. And Aaron, any thoughts? Okay. Real quick, it's just, it's crazy how they had like a little bit of a resurgence 
Like they've been in the spotlight the last six months with the FTR and, you know, like feuding back and forth with them. And then they had that dog collar match, which is probably like, it's probably going to go down as like their best match. And it's just crazy. It's crazy to think that that all happens. Like they were kind of not making any, any noise. And then they go from not making any noise to that. And then that dog collar match, which was what a month ago. Yeah, if that, it's, and then he just dies. Uh, December, it all, just a it month always ago. happens like that. Yeah, where people it, just are it, it, in the spotlight out of nowhere, and then he just dies. Yeah, I, you know, I did not watch. I uh, believe it was Final Battle when it was the last pay per view before Tony bought the promotion, and it was known that he bought it, and they cut a promo, um, and Jay said about you know if if this is it, you know. It couldn't be better that, you know, they beat the kingdom, won the tag titles for a 12th time. And they said, you know, if this is the end of the Ring of Honor. This is not the end of the Briscoes. And, you know, they would kind of fade away for a little while. They'd run around with the uh, Ring of Honor tag belts. I believe they dropped them kind of at the first first event that Tony had with them or maybe at an indie booking. They won the Impact tag titles and then... FTR that was on the top of FTR's list. They couldn't really do the matches in AEW, so they got to have that best of three and, you know, the second match culminating them winning the ROH tag belts and them also, you know, dropping them back to the Briscoes in that third match, which was a clinic. And just with you mentioning that, um, that was on our list for Matt Madness, top, top five matches of the year. Uh, four of our five matches did come in the same uh, four of the five that busted open put for match of the year that match uh that match won pwi won that as best tag match of the year so that's definitely gonna that's gonna be winning accolades for a long time and that's not i mean we gave it those accolades before before the passing so definitely a salute to jay aaron any any thoughts on your end on the life and times of jay briscoe well, <clears throat> for me, I wasn't introduced to Jay Briscoe until I kind of just, like, discovered podcasts because I was, like, one of those people that were under a rock. So, like, once I find wrestling podcasts, uh, I listened to a few. Um, Austin will talk about them. I will listen to uh, Ring Rust Radio. They're affiliated with Bleach Report. And they will always talk about how awesome Jay Briscoe was, or the Briscoes were at the time. And then they kept talking about the feud that he had with Adam Cole in the, during the time for the ROH title, and he was always a constant. Um, Taz will always put him over when Taz had his show all the time. I think I think in 2015, Taz had him ranked as his best wrestler of, 20, of, of the year at that point. Um, I'm, I was not an avid ROH guy at all, as you guys know, so I'm not going to act like I am, but my fondest memory of the Briscoes was that House of Hardcore show where we sat front row in, and we, uh, they did, they damn near started a riot. And, uh, I still, to this day, think back to it. Uh, Prep has it actually on, on a vlog, which is, which I actually remember today when he, when I think you sent a screenshot from a while ago, from, um, the other couple of days mm-hmm. he was getting a screenshot from the event of Prep. You and him, you and him basically brushed up shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, cause you were, so they did, the so they row. did come, they did come through so our row, right? They were right next to you. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's right. I, I, did, okay. I, I watched. Okay. So I wasn't tripping that. I was like, I could have sworn they came through the side we were at, but yeah, like uh, they they came right next to you. Okay, so the whole the the fact that a riot almost started over that was amazing, and uh, it's sad that he's gone. Um, you hate to hear, especially for me, it was pretty close to me because I do live in Delaware, and to to hear how it actually did happen 
something as small as a seatbelt. So we always got to make sure we're wearing our seatbelt. Uh, his children are in a stable condition. They're going to they're get better. His wife is doing well, doing better as well. So it's sad to see. Um, he got a ton of love from everybody in the, in the wrestling community. And I'm glad that they were able to pay some kind of tribute to him on TNT and not um, on an app. Like they were, like they did yeah. to do the week before. So I am look. I am going to seek out the Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe match that they had because I'm sure it was pretty emotional. And just probably the entrance alone was probably the emotional. And the, and gave uh, some goosebumps. The post match was was decent, so definitely definitely worth the watch. Uh, the you know it runs just over 20 minutes. It, it was it's worth it. Um, also, you know, Small World mentioning how you know they're in Delaware. Um, you know, I spoke to a few people I know that have kids and, you know, it's one of those things, you know, someone passes in wrestling, they would say like, you know, reach out to your friends, tell them, they, you know, you love them. By the way, it's my two friends on the show with me tonight. I love you both. But, um, love you too, babe. They, love you too. they, they, uh, today, you know, uh, a girl I know sends me a text message and says, did a wrestler get into a, a bad car accident today? I was like, no, about a week ago, blah, 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 blah. Because I was thinking originally his daughters were probably at DuPont, and this girl was working at DuPont. She said her, his daughters are eating in the cafeteria today. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know they were at DuPont, like a hospital that I, you know, my daughter just had a procedure on, you know, this past October, a week before my daughter turned nine, just had a procedure there. I've been there the past nine years. I've been there at least 10 times. So, Best hospital in the area for children, in my humble opinion. I really love it. But, um, no, not to, you know, breeze past it. Uh, another thoughts to the Briscoe family. Hope Jay's daughters both make a full 100% recovery. But we're going to move on to Raw. Like, it's insane to think Raw just uh, celebrated 30 years, a 30-year anniversary. Richie and I was were there live in attendance in the sold-out Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, Aaron, did you watch it live at home? Yes, I did. I did. I, I was actually intrigued to watch it for once, and um, like we, these anniversary shows, they're they're fun. They're hit or miss, you know. Like as we've gotten older, we kind of um, like we kind of got accustomed to it, and everybody that we see, we don't. We was like, okay, well, this is the same guy from last time. But nothing's topping Raw One Thousand for me. But I do think that this was a pretty good show. Raw Raw One Thousand definitely is up there. I mean, what it's about probably twenty five. Oh, that was awful. That, 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 I was gonna bring Raw, it up a little. That was awful. Also, Raw One Thousand is was that was that part of the three hour? Uh, that was the or was that, that was the first hours? episode. It was three hours. Okay, yeah. that might go down as that's. I would assume that's in the top ten, maybe lower, like best all time episode. Oh yeah. Oh no, no doubt. It was it was perfect from the opening segment with DX and Sandow, the Punk heel turn. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the best. Uh, the best. Uh, like you know, DX reunion, arguably. Oh, yeah. Just get, no they doubt. had their age. Uh, Sean still had hair. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and then I still, I remember like being such a punk fan. I remember being pissed, like as like Lawler was using doing the commentary, saying he just turned his back on the fans. I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, this isn't a heel turn. Like he's making sure the celeb didn't just steal the spotlight. Like he just his match just got ruined. But that was you know definitely just being a fanboy. <laughs> Richie, we were there live in attendance, and uh, Aaron, I don't know if you know this about Richie, but he, um, you know, he's been working out a lot lately. But usually, he just preaches, you know, weights. Well, when Raw ended, right when it ended, I didn't know he was so big in a cardio because you blinked and he was gone. 
like five minutes go by and he calls me and he said, where are you at? I was like, well, I'm, you know, just, you know, I'm in the lobby. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm in Jersey. He was like, <laughs> I, I didn't understand how he moved so quick, but he was the first car out of the parking lot. He was back over the bridge and uh, record time. So since I wasn't with Richie when the show completely ended, uh, Richie, what did you think? Did you enjoy Raw 30? Was it that bad that you had to get out of there? Was it so good no, that you just needed to go to sleep? The Traffic reason crazy. I had to get out of there was the Buffalo Wild Wings I ate beforehand. Two hundred fifty dollars worth. Screwed oh, me man. up so screwed me up so bad. What sauce? That I'm, I'm lucky. I honestly would have left early if I, if I, if it was up to me. Um, hot and parm garlic. Uh, it was parm garlic's my favorite. That and Thai yeah, curry. The curry is one like, the one that gets me. Well, you're used to the you're used to it. It, it messed my stomach up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was a good Appetites show. Appetites were never. <laughs> I thought it was a good show, better than I expected, actually. I mean, I don't have that, that high of expectations at the end of you the day. It is, it, it is a Monday Night Raw. Like, you, you can't have that high of expectations. You know the third hour is going to drag. Um, well, you were the, also at Raw exactly. 25. Yeah. What's your opinion between the two? I was at the Manhattan Center Raw 25, so. But you still know what transpired. If you, yeah. despite yeah. being there, oh, what would you say? Was, what was the, the better episode? Better. I think I think this was better, for yeah. sure. Uh, I can't I can't name anything special that happened at Raw 25. Right, why Matt Hardy? Okay, well. Crickets. <laughs> so that's not special. Exactly. And you saw the that Stone, live. The Stone Cold segment. Uh, and that happened at Barclays. Other than that, Undertaker came out for a two-second promo. They killed the revival. There were it was nothing. I mean, yeah, Raw twenty-five was no good, but thirty. This was pretty. I mean, the the Bloodline segment made the whole show. I think that was the best thing hot. on the show. It was hot. The uh, L.A. Night Taker and Bray Wyatt was good. Um, the DX segment, you know, it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. Um, I would have liked in the DX segment if they did, if they, like, had more time to themselves to joke around before Imperium came out. Because I feel like, you know, they there was a lot they could have got into and they could have made Billy Gunn jokes. But, um, oh, I wish Vince was there. <laughs> so... There was a spot, and I'm trying to remember if it was the DX spot. There was a spot where I thought they left the opening for him to come out. Um, they did, they did, yeah. Yeah, when, was when, that was it DX? It was DX when, you know, I, I didn't really think he was going to come out, but they had three people fill the spot. And then they're like, if there, if there was only somebody to make sense of all this. and Yeah, yes. Yes. And that's when Teddy Teddy Long came out yes. and set yeah, the matchup. So but it should have been Vince. But I, you you got to realize, like, if Vince was going to come back, it wouldn't be in that segment. You it know? wouldn't be to start a six man tag. <laughs> exactly, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. But and that this makes me think that he's not coming back because if he is, the Raw Thirty was. If he was, Raw 30 would have been the best opportunity. Or at right? least for him to just, you know, like, 
Yeah, or at least the opening for you could get him to get the, you know, Monday exactly. Night Raw. Imagine him instead of Hawkster having the botched mic. He would have lost it. Five people would have got fired right when he got oh through the back. God. I didn't even realize. I didn't even think. It, what about Vince and Hogan opening it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I forgot until a couple of like clips. That I, I forgot that um, Hawk and was on some of the early Raws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 93. Yep. Yeah. Matches, I guess. I guess he had to have so much Flair. Yeah, I know Flair was. Flair was on episode one. Okay. I think maybe just in like a promo, but I know at least by match two or episode two or three, yeah, match against Perfect. Yeah, Hogan was on early episodes of Raw with uh, him and Brutus, the tag team. Illustrious. Yeah. Well, um, you know, um, going on some pros, uh, real quick before we keep hopping around on there, is there, now I know you mentioned, you know, what you would say was a con about the DX segment. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to pass it to Aaron, but I'll just give my quick input. Like, I liked it. I liked that they did, it wasn't just out there bearing like a new, like, new talent. They had the fun with also mixing Kurt in there, who was a vital point of Monday Night Raw for many years. It was good comedy mixing them and i i get it they get six uh you know current ta- talents and we get this really random six man tag i almost would have really liked it i know you know being the accolade mark and i know i see titles uh, a thing on on smackdown i thought that would have been a real cool moment to like give a give us a pop or like a memorable like we had two Two title matches, no title changes. I thought it at least would have been cool if we could have the IC title, maybe like something else defended or on SmackDown that would have just been more of a shock and off factor. We get makeshift tag matches every week. So to get another one, it just, I don't know. I feel like that was, in my humble opinion, you know, it was probably the biggest missed opportunity outside of, um, you know, characters that were not on the show altogether. Uh, Aaron, specifically the DX segment, any any pros or cons from your point of view? No, I don't really have any cons. Um, I, I don't know if you re, re, I don't know if you rewatched it, but like when they came out and I saw Kurt Angle, I I was dead. I could not stop laughing because you know, like we, I actually got like, what's better, like him with the sheet coming out with the shield or this? But like him coming out just all like, hey, ha, ha, just waving to the fans and. The entire time, like, they don't notice until after the fact that he's doing the, the crotch chop. So, I, I didn't really take it that seriously. I do agree it was completely a makeshift tag team match. Cause I was like, Rollins, really? I, I didn't think he would be the one to come out, and neither were the Street Profits. Yeah. Especially with the way, because yeah. it's been kind of weird how Seth Rollins has kind of been portrayed within the last couple of months. But as of right now, he clearly, he clearly seems to be a babyface. But I don't really have any cons with the segment at all. It was fun, you know. And um, Imperium was kind of the last group I thought they would interact with, but I don't have a problem with it. And I do enjoy Triple H saying I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, my whole take on that, um, I so I did not get to watch that part back. Um, I got done work and I did restart Raw because I wanted to hear it with the commentary. So I did see the Hawk opening segment i did want to see if you could see on tv the guy run the microphone out which you could see <laughs> what a mess i did get to watch what should be winning emmys and grammys um being the whole trial of Sami Zayn. that because i wanted to know that was as good on tv as it was live because it had to be the loudest the crowd was all night 
I mean, we went off for that, except for maybe like pops of like the American Badass Kid Rock song popping on. But th- there was good laughter, you know, when Jay came and he started his. But, you know, we'll get into that. Um, so I do want to rewatch that segment. Um, the the one thing I thought was good, you know, in comparison, to like Raw 25, a bunch of guys hitting their finisher, Raw 1000, a bunch of guys hitting their finisher. It was kind of funny to hear all of them like back down a Gunther, where it's like, geez, like a year. It's it's very sad to think a year ago, year and a half ago, if Triple H and Gunther got nose to nose, you'd be like, oh my god, we could see this at WrestleMania. But like now to know that's like not a thing, it's like, all right, well these guys are really. They're really owning their, you know, they're not out there hitting pedigrees and Bronco Busters or nobody. No, no more sweet chin music. <laughs> so um, outside of there, uh, Aaron, what would you say be your uh, highlight of the Raw 30 episode? Um, hmm. This might be, you might be, I like the whole APA thing of like, uh, okay. JBL and Corbin not on the list. And then uh, they, they get them getting in and. Bradshaw was like, oh, I like what you do with the place. You know, I thought, I thought that was fun. The DX recording thing was fun as well. I was a little disappointed we didn't get the cage match because the way they promoted that, I thought that was um, be a high, be a mainstay overall. But they're saying that they ran the bloodline segment ran a little too long. But I was like, you really like? I'm not sure if I believe. Like, if if I do believe, if you did believe, it's like you you couldn't cut something else. You know, even yeah. though a cage match is a more lengthy match than anything that's going to happen on the show, but. I don't. It, I thought I did enjoy the show. I did. That six man tag should have got chopped up so we could have got a solid cage match. Like we got the cage match lowered, and then there's. Uh, you what know. about the Baron Corbin segment in the back, or like other stupid things? Yeah. Well, Aaron's kind of saying how that's one of the things he highly appreciates, but you know, I, I do appreciate some of the you know them going back to it. A couple of the good jokes. I always love getting to see the APA door. My only nitpick with that segment is everything's funny all the you know correspondences between bradshaw and ron simmons is great but baron corbin walking in and said mm, it smells like money in here <laughs> but it's the raw roster that he's with and he's saying they're all poor and broke and they suck every week but now he walks back there and he's like wow they smell like money that was my only little nitpick with that segment that was the first thing that ran through my head where i'm looking i'm like Maybe if it was all the legends, I could see him saying that. But he's looking at Tazawa and the Good Brothers, and it's oh, it smells like money. You can Richie, make sense of these things. All right, so Richie, you know, I know you're putting the trial as your favorite of the the show, which you know I'm, I'm probably going to be right there with that. Uh, the main event went as I predicted it would go in the way I did not want it to go, but it was predictable and I thought it could have been booked slightly better. Aaron, any thoughts on the main event? Um, I did expect Brock, but I expected him Sunday expected him to see him Sunday in the Rumble as a, as a surprise, but we kinda ha- can assume that he'll be there in the in the match now. But um but but I thought it was a good main event. You know, I like Theory, I like Lashley as well. Um and it, I'm not sure I'm not sure if we reviewed uh Crown Jewel but you could tell that that was De- Lashley and Lesnar was definitely going to come back around and possibly be yeah. a, a WrestleMania season build and match. So that's I'm not surprised at all here that we got Brock interfering in the match. I've been obviously fantasy, fantasy booking for the last month, you know, the Hurt Business reunion. So I was hoping, if anything, when Brock's coming out, if it's going to be the original 
hurt business plus Omos, I thought it was a perfect time for Omos to come out, help Bobby, and then Bobby just kind of embrace it. However, it's not what we got. Um, and, it, it, you know, you almost saw it coming with, I believe there was a no, no DQ stipulation. You're like, all right, well, you know, either Bob, Bobby's getting screwed or maybe they're, you know, you're going to get a two for one. You get Brock, but then you get the formation. I think maybe if they would, we would have got the formation of the Hurt Business coming back together, it would have been like, all right, cool, this all works for me. But seeing exactly what Brock did, you know, with Bobby versus Seth, it was like, all right, this is, you know, not exactly uh, not exactly best use of the roster, in my opinion, for that. Uh, well, outside of Raw 30, um, speaking of, we just got done celebrating 30 years. There's been a lot that have happened, a lot of moments, a lot of matches. So we're going to circle around, and we're going to go with everyone's third third favorite moment of all time. Aaron, I'll let you start this. Um, mine aren't great. Mine aren't going to be any. Uh, are they gonna, I don't have a particular order for mine personally. Okay. I hope I hope that I hope that's okay. Uh, so, are we going round table one by one? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go three. Then we'll do a second. Then we'll do a first. Okay. So, I'll just say listen. No particular order. Number three for a moment okay. would be when Chris Jericho beat Triple H for the title for half the night. Okay. In two thousand. Love that moment because that was into the build of Backlash 2000, which is still my favorite pay per view of all time. And then it's the 2000 way all over. It, 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 there you go. <laughs> Happy anniversary to us, by the way. A week before, week before the Rumble, first thing I ever said, one of the first things I ever said on the show. So, like the whole build towards that, like Triple H with the beef for Earl Hebner, Earl Hebner kind of screwing him out the title. One of my favorite moments on Raw, and Triple H forcing him to reverse the decision. In the middle of the night, and the, the crowd pop for Jericho winning the title, perfect. That's one of my moments. Awesome, Richie. What do you got for my third favorite moment? Would be uh, one, two, three, kid and Razor. I believe it or not, was watching it when it happened. That was going to be the first question I had when you were done stating that. That yeah, is that crazy. Was- yeah, and it's the first time ever that, like, when I started watching wrestling, I knew that there was jobbers and guys that never won matches. So I knew how big of a deal it was that he won when it happened. Like, I, I don't remember. All I remember from the whole thing is the moonsault and the one, two, three, and that's it. Um, but, like, getting older and studying it or finding out more and you find out about how one two three kid was knocked out during the match and the money and the bat, all, these, all these other things yeah i had no idea obviously but yeah that would be the third and i think wow. my second i'd well, be surprised well, 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 if any of you have it but we'll okay. get to that um real quick before i give mine just i'm kind of surprised uh i mean that's awesome that you remember you you were watching the first i mean Aaron, do you remember? Were you like a 97, 96 or 98? I was a 97, 98 Yeah, okay. Same here. So I remember like Raw, it was not, I, I didn't religiously watch till 98, but I remember like I would get to watch a lot of wrestling in 97. Maybe it was like late 97, I started watching it weekly. So that's pretty badass that Richie can say he watched 93. Yeah. All my moments and all my matches, I watched. So as they happened, 
with, uh, with that being said, when we get to matches, mine, like, my list may be a little weird to people, but there's, it's, it was definitely, it was like, I'm going off of not 31-year-old Eric, like, what I think about that match is literally the mo- how I felt at that time. And at that moment, and speaking of at that moment, my third all-time favorite moment, don't know if anyone else will have this on the list, is going to be, I'm kind of cheating, because you could call it two moments. I'm going to say 2002, Shawn Michaels and Triple H reforming DX. And oh, I forgot about later, that. When you get the digitized image, that's a good one. That's Triple a good H, one. Triple H is you know baby face on the camera. Yeah, it was you, Honor. It was you, Honor. Yeah, I'll bet I'll be good by say uh, SummerSlam. Like I, I remember being at my dad's house for both episodes. You had to watch wrestling on the smaller upstairs TV because my dad hated wrestling. <laughs> so that was, you know, both those uh, moments were huge. That was. You know, five years. I forgot in about that. And uh, a wrestling fandom that was all after uh, a nine-month ban, doing a crotch chop at recess to a girl and saying "suck it." Um, Nothing's changed. To me, <laughs> it was it was so cool because when I got into it, you know, and started watching weekly, DX was formed, and they, you know. I got to miss, like, I got to learn so much about Sean while he was gone. And I'm like, cool. I've been waiting for this for five years. They're back together, and it's going to be it, and it's going to be gangbusters. And then it was, like, heartbreaking, like, ten minutes later. Let's get ready to – and he has some with the, the pedigree. Uh, great. That's definitely, you know, top three. If I had, if I have to, like, think of a moment that it just, you know, I don't know. It, it gives me feels whenever I, I rewatch that clip. Can I, can I butt in with a, with a real quick honorable mention? Please. Thank you. I'm about to do that next. Go ahead. Honorable mention is Shawn Michaels coming back as in the NWO. Yes, that was mine. That was mine. That was mine. I was watching that when it happened too, and I couldn't believe it. That was the same same thing. That was my honorable mention. It's either a a big part of the reason why I didn't go with that is because I'm like hoping, I'm like, cool, we're going to be seeing Shawn wrestling black and white, wrestling NWO tights. And we never really got that, so I had to go with a few months lit, a few months later, which did lead into Shawn Michaels' return match, which arguably is the greatest return match of all time. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because well, Eric knows that anything 2002 NWO I don't want. <laughs> he knows I, figures and everything, but I remember that. Go ahead, I go. You have something, Eric? No, with that being said, I almost forwarded to you later, earlier because you have all the better luck with the uh, ruthless aggression line. If you see that Kevin Ash or that Booker T in store, just know I need that. Okay. But continue. Okay, so Eric knows that I hate anything about that, and I try. I don't even acknowledge it. But I remember, like I fell asleep, but my aunt taped it for me. So the next morning before school, I watched it, and I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" I I didn't believe it, and like that's something that. Like, I still seek out on YouTube to this day, like, on a monthly basis because of, like, the pop and, like, the surprise of it. Because even now... coming back? Yeah, to to the NWO because, like, Nash's promo before the lead-up is he's saying, like, how it's been underwhelming, the NWO and WWE. And then I'm going to shake things up a bit. And then he brings out Sean. And then JR selling it like a champ. 
the entire time. It's it's perfect. And then of course you got the the Booker T thing and. Uh, tri- few and um, a month later, they're trying to recruit Triple H to the NWO. Then a few weeks later, NWO doesn't exist anymore after Nash got hurt. So we never got the the what we would have possibly gotten with Triple H in the NWO. But that moment will forever live with me. I can't believe Richie when he's going to bring that up as honorable mention. What was Kevin Nash wearing on his foot? Uh, it was either Bread Thirteen or Bread Six. No, if you would say in Fred six, I would at least went with that because he did wear that in that era. Yeah, he wore a no way out. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Red well, thir- he wore WCW. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. Um, all right. Well, wh- while we're going with, with moments, let's get off honorable mention. Aaron was, you know, what's in your top three? What's the second honor, most honorable uh, moment for you? You, you'll you'll pre- second moment. You'll appreciate this too. And there's a there's one common person in all my moments, by the way. Uh, so uh, Mick Foley being cacked in on the the three faces of Foley with Triple H. How did I know? Uh, night after SummerSlam '97. So hunters on them all. Pretty much. Great, great, um, great moment. I love that one. Um. There's, you know what, I, I hate to jump ahead, but a honorable mention uh, match would be that match that comes later that night between him and Triple H. Richie, what do you got? Uh, second uh, um, favorite moment all time, Monday Night Raw, right. 30 years. This is the one that I don't think anybody else is going to have, but sticks with me, and I was watching it live when it happened, and I was at the Raw the week prior is Vince bringing out Eric Bischoff. (laughs) That's good. All right. So I had that as my number three. And then I said, Sean's in none of my three. So I had to, I had to switch it out. Yeah. Um, that one's good. That one's real good. Yeah. That I'll never forget. I'll never forget that one. Vince came out. They, they, he did away with the NWO. He's like, the NWO is no more. I was at the Raw, because that Raw was in the Meadowlands, and the week prior was in Philly when Kevin Nash tore his quad. And I remember watching it, and they brought out Bischoff, and it was, I mean, I thought, I mean, it was crazy at the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Raw really did go in a different direction. And I that. still don't understand why they did the thing with Booker T in the back. Oh, uh, like, well, WCW. Yeah. No, I know, but but it, it was before Vince brought him out. He yeah. Who, who, who oh, okay. By, by that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like if he didn't do that, the 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 surprise pop, I think, would have been great. But honestly, I don't think. Here's the thing: like a lot of people didn't even know, or, like the crowd that was watching w, WWE in 2002 at that point, there was like barely any WCW fans watching it. I feel like nobody even barely knew who Eric Bischoff was, as crazy I, I, as that sounds. Must be piped in cheers. So I feel like whenever they replay it, you do get a lot of uh, a lot of noise reaction. I, I remember that was different. That was, you know, I was I was at my mom's house, but I had a little TV in my bedroom. I was watching <laughs> that, too. My mom was supposed to be asleep for, for school, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I can't believe this. 
All right, well, for my number two moment, um, all right, I was toying back and forth. So Richie's basically going to know my two and one because me and him talked about this. Um, it's not easy. You can flip-flop them. That's why, like, you know, whether you're going with moments or matches, they're all subjective, and it's kind of hard to put them in any order. But I am going to go for the encounter between Mike Tyson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, You could say it legitimizes pro wrestling in um, 98. It changes. It heats up the Attitude Era. It sets up for Mania season. It sets up for the main event of WrestleMania 14. It makes Stone Cold really as the baddest SOV. Um, you know, they, they are replaying that moment 20 years later, 25 years later, it's still being replayed and 25 more years from now, they're still going to be replaying that. So that's easily in my top two, uh, definitely could easily be number one, but Austin and Tyson, definitely top two moments all time. Uh, All right. And my number one moment, um, The only the only time it was ever appropriate to wear denim and leather, Triple H returned in two thousand two. Oh man! I, how, wow! How did I not even think? Built the, it was built up perfectly. Like they held him. Off. He was running in December. They held him off. They had the beautiful day video packages throughout the entire. I month. was going to ask how often you listen to U two. A lot. U two and Creed. Oh man! <laughs> a lot of U two. A lot of Creed. A lot of saliva. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That, that was an excellent moment, built up perfectly, and we'll talk about that build a little later. Richie, number one, Me, number one, same as your number two, Austin and Tyson. Uh, just because it's probably, arguably, one of the most important, um, and I mean the way Austin confronted him. And the promo that he cut was just crazy. Um, all the money spilling out in the ring. The JR, Tyson and Austin, Tyson and Austin. Like, it's just, it's just legendary. So. So, for um, my number one moment, and again, it was hard to decide whether to put it at number two or number one. I'm really shocked Richie didn't have this, but I guess it's probably an honorable mention. It goes without saying, but it would be the 2011 CM Punk pipe bomb. Big hmm. reason I say that is because at that moment, I knew little, very little I about CM Punk. Bischoff. <laughs> um, well, wait, I, oh, you're saying for you? Yeah. So for me, the way I looked at it, um, I was casually back viewing wrestling for maybe four maybe five months and at this point i was watching it regularly now for three months where i'm watching probably every episode of raw maybe missed one and if i missed raw if i was out drinking i would maybe like rewatch it on youtube the next day but all i know is is after after mania i got back into a mania season because triple h the rock Undertaker, they're all back there from my youth. I watch Mania. I get the rub from Austin. At this point, I'm thinking, oh, it's probably very likely that all these guys from my youth are going to be back. 
And then I'm quickly realizing as I keep watching Raw week in and week out, they're not coming back. CM Punk cuts his promo. I instantly become a fan and want to learn more and more and more about him. Um, we get the summer of Punk and um, we get this, you know, we get him leaving with the title. We get so much. The reason I go with that over Mike, uh, the Tyson and Austin, Tyson and Austin made me a huge wrestling fan. However, at that point, I continued to watch wrestling for about seven years and then stopped for a long time where I watched this punk promo. And that was about 12 years ago. And I've been watching wrestling weekly ever since. So obviously, I feel like that made a little bit more of an impact. So I had to go with the pipe bomb for my number one raw moment of all time. And again, another moment that I did watch live while it happened. It's fun. It's fun because we're like knowing you guys there's some i think we're missing that i think we just kind of like went over all our heads like i'm i'm not going to spoil nothing yet because it might come out in a match i know but like something that i know eric appreciates he didn't say maybe it's on his match list but when you talk about your matches we'll get to it if if i don't hear it from you it it could it could be it could be my number one match but we'll, we'll we'll get to that okay uh well since we're 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 switching switching it up we're, we're going with matches. Uh, do we want to rotate order? That's fine. Cool. I'll, I'll start it off. Now, again, it's, there's um, ugh, honorable mention. I'm sure there's going to be so much. And I'll, I'll definitely say from the last 10 years watching, you know, the product is so much better in-ring-wise than compared to when I'm a kid. But, again, it's not what you're thinking of. And I'm going off the moments and stuff. Um, but I've always been – you know a stipulation match you know wanting to see the car crash and all that um so there's a gimmick with all three of the matches that come to my head um big accolade guys so i'm gonna go intercontinental championship for my uh intercontinental championship ladder match rob van dam eddie guerrero for the intercontinental title that'd be my third best i mean it holds up arguably one of the most underrated um ladder matches of all time that would be my number three. Richie, what do you got for your third favorite Raw match of all time? Another ladder match in the same year. Uh, Undertaker, Jeff Hardy. For, <laughs> Excellent. For that, the undisputed champion. No, it's, it's not, but uh, j- just JR's call. Yeah. With Jeff climbing the ladder, it was excellent. Yeah, that it just sticks in my mind of matches that happened in that era. And, uh, you know, they built it up the whole episode, and it was a good match. And it was weird to see, like, Jeff in that like spot. Jeff. Exactly. Were yeah. you bigger than Jeff at that age, Richie? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I was, I was in dorm. Um, I mean, I wanted to see him win. I mean, he almost won. You bought so, into it at that moment. You thought it was going to happen. Yeah. For sure. Aaron, what do you got? All right, well, I don't have a ladder match in my top three, but I did have a ladder match in my honorable mention, and that honorable mention is the Hardys versus Edge and Christian the night after Unforgiven 2000 for the tag titles. But my number three is going to be John Cena and Shawn Michaels from April of 2007, the week before Backlash 2007, where... Edge was supposed to face Randy Orton, but John Cena and Michaels went an hour long, and Michaels got his WrestleMania win back. And I think that match is better than the. Been, I think the Raw match is better than the WrestleMania match, personally. 
and Michael's got his win back over John Cena. So I know like Michael's and Angle and a bunch of other wrestlers do have a Triple H even have a lot of like highly acclaimed matches from those years. But again, it was during those years I wasn't watching. Excellent so, match. Uh, there, there's a lot of like even if you, if you just Google and there's countless lists of like all time greatest Raw matches, that match is top top fifteen, top ten, top seven on a lot of lists. And I didn't watch it live, so I couldn't put it, but. You know, you did mention a honorable mention that had a ladder match. Richie just mentioned a honor, uh, his number three had a ladder match. My number three had a ladder match. But my number two is also a ladder match. But it's going to be Richie's number three. It's going to be Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker. Because, again, I watched this match in my dad's kitchen on about a 12-inch TV. And I thought it was going to happen. And I'm jumping up and down like a schoolgirl thinking that Jeff Hardy is about to win beautiful new undisputed championship that belt i thought man this thing's gonna look so badass on him it's it's too big for him i don't get it i'm all for it happening and i thought it was gonna happen and when that worst choke slam that was basically just a shove off the ladder i just my heart sunk but i'll never forget the emotion i can i can vividly remember the emotion i felt during that and the emotion is why Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker in a ladder match is my second favorite Raw match of all time. Richie, what do you got for your second favorite? Uh, second favorite, Cesaro and John Cena. Oh. Wow. Good. 2016, I believe. U.S. Uh, uh, 15. 15, okay. Um, they went, what, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, You'll, you just, at the time it was crazy, and now, like, that would never happen again, you know? Like, that, like, in my opinion, somebody getting, like, 30 minutes with a top guy, like somebody like Cesaro. Um, so, and it was a great match, obviously. Um, so, and you would have thought that would have propelled Cesaro to the main event, which... Nothing ever did. Real quick, quick tidbit before it goes to Aaron. Honorable mention, that match. Um, also, John Cena versus Sami Zayn for the U.S. Open Challenge. And while we're on Raw, every John Cena U.S. Open Challenge that took place on Raw is in my honorable mentions. Because well, they... It, it was a it was a new new breed of Cena, at least for me as a fan. It, I might be wrong, but Dennis is all challenged him like back-to-back weeks... I don't know. I might be wrong. I I, I could have sworn they had a, they had more than one match for the U.S. title during that time. I could be wrong, but I kind of remember something like that. That match going thirty minutes might just seem so long to you that it was uh, <laughs> that it might have been two weeks. I don't think many people he faced twice. Is my go for number two? It is your go. Okay, so my number two is going to be Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. From December 2003, where Michaels... That's high up on the list, too. When Michaels won the title, and when I tell you Triple H put his dancing shoes on, he was Michael Jackson that night. Because that match is excellent, and it led to that even better match at the Royal Rumble in Philly in 2004. Were you there? What was the Armageddon match? Was Armageddon Armageddon was in 2002. That was 2002. Okay. Was I was I there? Three states of hell. Yeah, were you there at Rumble 04? I was by myself. 
<laughs> Crazy. And then now forever. <laughs> Together? Alright, well, my turn one, I can safely say. It is not. It is not. It's, not. it's mine. It's mine. Now, now, hopefully we just say this is unanimous, and we all agree, but I'm going to assume Triple H is in all of your favorite matches, Aaron. Well, he wasn't in my number three. Alright, alright, alright. So, my number one is the greatest match of Raw history. You could argue it's the greatest moment of, of Raw history, but I wanted to sublet it. And I would argue it is the greatest episode. You can rewatch the whole episode, and it holds up. It's going to be Mankind versus The Rock. No disqualification for the WWF Championship. It's two big stars jockeying for that Austin spot. You get two good, two great wrestlers over while also getting DX over because they're in Mankind's corner. You get four other wrestlers that are in The Rock's corner in the corporation. You get the one of the loudest pops in wrestling history when the glass breaks and also comes out, clocks The Rock with the chair, puts Foley's hand on top of him. Mankind wins. DX celebrates with him. I get my favorite faction of all time, celebrating with one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mankind's first of three world title wins. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Yeah, I'm shocked. Well, you that was what I was going to bring up to you, but I'm shocked you didn't have that as a moment. But it counted as both. The match lives up, so I, I definitely, I, I had a, you know, it, it's my favorite match of all time. I was even, I rewatched that match last week, and I made, exactly last week, last Wednesday, and I, I made the statement that this is my favorite match of all, all time in Raw history. Richie, what do you got? My number one is a little unorthodox, and it's I guarantee it's on neither. It's Triple H versus Takamichi Noko. Guarantee it's not on Aaron's list. Uh, another match that I was there for, April 13th, 98, Austin versus McMahon for the first time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a good one. It's the first Raw that beat Nitro in the ratings. And then they never looked back. So I thought they, I, remember, they, I thought they claimed that the the Rock Mankind one is when it switched. The Rock Mankind one I just think was uh the biggest switch. Like um no, WWF was absolutely dis- uh destroying them by that. Well, it okay. was it, it went back and forth. Okay. okay. So so uh, the Austin and McMahon match beat. That was the first time Raw had beat Nitro in a long time. Remind me and, the date. You said and the date. it was April thirteenth, ninety eight. Then they okay. would they exchanged some like wins back and forth, okay. but the Rock and Mankind won, I believe. That's the. I think that's the one where they didn't lose again. They never lost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the. The Austin, I mean, it wasn't really a. I mean, I don't know if you, either one of you, have seen it, but it, I mean, it wasn't like that much of a match. Oh, it wasn't a clinic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guy, guy has Vince McMahon been... in his favorite Raw match of all time. What a mark! I thought I thought Aaron was the WWF Shield. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it's too hard just to pick three. Yeah. Well, I'm shocked so, nobody even. 
even honorable mention my number one. So my number right, one. Can I give it? Can I say it? You want to guess it? Match? Yes, it is the power trip against Jericho and Benoit. Almost, wow. it almost was my my excellent uh, match. I watch that match all the time. <laughs> yes, that's an excellent match. Oh man, oh man. All right, well, Raw has been fun. Thirty years. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna be celebrating, and hopefully, thirty years from now, the three of us are here. I'll be cracking beer. Richie was saying it's past his bedtime. Aaron will be moving again, and <laughs> we'll, we'll be celebrating Raw sixty. However, in the prominent future we're celebrating the 2023 royal rumble as of right now to my knowledge it is only a five card five match card is that correct yep all right so we're going to run through the card and i'm going to give everyone's uh predictions uh, we do have the raw women's championship uh bianca belair defending the title against alexa bliss we have the Mountain Dew Lights Out match, L.A. Knight versus Bray Wyatt on his televised return match. We also have the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship being defended by Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens. And we have two 30-participant Royal Rumble matches, one for the women, one for the men. We'll start off with the ladies in the Raw Women's Championship match. Richie, do you have any thoughts on the match? You got a prediction. Um, I guess it's kind of interesting because of this new Alexa Bliss. Uh, I can't see them. I can't see Bianca losing, and I can't see Alexa losing. Um, so maybe some type of non-finish. Uh, but if there isn't a non-finish, I would say Bianca. Uh, wins the match because I just can't see you know them having Alexa beat her even though they have this new uh, new moniker for her it's because it's like she she's back with Bray Wyatt right essentially we haven't seen Bray with her but we've seen she's mentioned other characters mm-hmm. she has she has, she has mentioned them. so you know how is she gonna win a title before he does <laughs> you know so I, the, I don't think I think uh, Bianca takes the title into Mania, so okay. I think Bianca wins. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some type of non-finish, like maybe like some type maybe of Bray non-finishes. Yeah. Aaron, who do you got for your prediction? I think Bianca's going to retain because this there's a lot going. There's a lot of layers to this because one, I'm I'm just over Bianca with Alexa because that's been the constant since the summer. And we got to kind of let that go, even though Alexa is turning heel. But I'm kind of, the reason I think Bianca's going to win, because Alexa's not fully embracing this whole Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy thing. Even though Uncle Howdy was in the in the, uh, in the the arena the other night, she's not fully embracing it. So I do think that's going to play a factor in the match. And then we're going to get something else branching off with Alexa and the whole Uncle Howdy thing. So I think Alexa's going to move on to something else with Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt or whatever this whole story is with that. And I think Bianca is going to retain the title. And we had the moment on Raw with her and Charlotte. And I talked about this sometime last year. The fact that that match has not happened yet was mind-blowing. And the segment was short. It was interrupted by Sonya Deville. But that 
should be the Mania match. And I'll get to that. I don't know how we get there, but that should be the match. All right. So to agree that that makes sense, it's got to happen at some point. However, we got the Usos now. I'll make it short. We got the Usos defending separate tag titles. Mm-hmm. Somehow we're hoping by Mania, Roman's going to be defending separate titles. We don't. I don't want to or need to see the women's titles being unified. So I, my prediction is I'm going to be wrong, but I I predict and hope that Alexa wins. Two reasons. One, that gets us where after the Rumble or who knows, Bianca could lose the title, then go into the Rumble, win the Rumble, decide she wants to challenge Charlotte. Charlotte last year was in the Rumble as champion. Um, we had Brock lose last year, go in the Rumble, win it. We've had a bunch of this going on in the past five years where people in championship matches loses, then go in the match and end up winning it. So that would be a good way to get uh, Bianca to focus on the other belt. Um, and then outside of that, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like Bianca is, she's a baby face. I don't see her turning anytime soon. And I rather, I want to see her on the chase for the belt so bad because her coming out, and I get it, she is the EST, she's the best, this, you know, all that that comes along with it. However, her going out there and just squashing everyone is making me so disinterested in the Raw women's division because I know whoever's going up against her, they're just going to lose. And now all I can keep thinking is, well, who's going to beat her? Well, the division's been booked, well, the entire women's division period's been booked like shit because there's no star power at all. And to go to, I, I didn't have Bianca losing. I have Charlotte eventually losing the title before WrestleMania because it's not like they won't give her another title reign because she's already lost the title. Won the title thirteen times, and Bianca's Bianca's reign is more important because it'll be coming up on a year compared to Charlotte, who was a thirteen-time champion. But I do think that should be the match, um, and we'll get to the women's Royal Rumble part in a few minutes. But I just wanted to get that out before I actually yeah. forgot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, I um, w- whether we get that match now or if we get that down the line to, as to be like a big deal Survivor Series thing by having champion versus champion, I'm not sure. Um, I honestly, and despite you know people's fandom of it, I just thought, as oddly as she may be in the ring, I do feel SmackDown Women's Championship has been booked way better between the stuff Liv has done with the belt, Ronda's done with the belt, in comparison to what they've been able to feed Bianca or give her over the past year. But um, we got both of you guys going with um, either being some type of wonky finish or Bianca leaving with the belt. I'm going with Alexa leaving with the title. Uh, next up, we have this Mountain Dew, which I guess, you know, we all better get some Code Red, some <laughs> LimeWire, some OG Mountain Dew for this match. LA Knight versus Wyatt. I'm going to start off with my prediction. Wyatt's first match, I get it. It is LA Knight's first um, premium live event match. I'm still. I gotta go with Bray Wyatt winning this. Yeah. What's what say you, Richie? Yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, the the match is like named is it's a Bray Wyatt themed match. Also, uh, and especially after the Undertaker rub they gave him the other night. Uh, yeah. There's there's no way. I mean, they'll probably make it in a way where L.A. Knight isn't buried. Um. You know, maybe he'll put up a good fight. But, yeah, obviously, I think Bray Wyatt's winning. 
I'm actually going to go the opposite. I think LA Knight's winning because yeah. because we still don't really know what this whole Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy thing is. And like I'm, I don't want to say I'm like tired of Bray Wyatt, but I think a lot of people their patience is dwindling when it comes to him because we waited. We, like he had this hyped up return. Philly Wells Fargo Center was sold out at Extreme Rules, and we've having we've gotten like this really, and I mean the really like slow slow burn with him up to this point. And we don't even know what this match is, essentially. LA Knight did say it was somewhat of a no-holds-barred match, which is fine. And similar to Alexa, we don't really know what's going on going forward with this whole Uncle Howdy thing. And we have seen Uncle Howdy interact with Bray Wyatt in the the last couple of weeks. So I think LA Knight is going to win, and Bray Wyatt is going to have to go on and conquer Uncle Howdy potentially at WrestleMania. Geez, Extreme Rules, what month was that last year? October. It was October. Okay. Yes, I mean, you get Wells Fargo show to Wells Fargo show, and I know he, he's had a house show match or two, but, I mean, to get from Philly to Philly and not be having a match on TV is kind of wild. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to think looking forward to the match. I hate to say that, you know, it's definitely the match that I'm – I guess I want to see what it is, but it's one of those that it's like, all right, there might be a match. I'm getting up and refilling my beer. Either way, I, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we are sports entertained and hopefully whatever way they do the finish or wherever they go with Bray, hopefully they're, you know, with what he was before being released, hopefully he can get all that momentum back because he really did earn my fandom. And it, it did take a while because, as, we, uh, as you guys know, I was not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan, Bray Wyatt fan from his initial start. Uh, um, but sticking to the, the singles matches, uh, we do have a return match from Royal Rumble 2021. We got Roman Reigns defending the titles this time, not just the Universal Championship, but the Universal NWW Championship against Kevin Owens. Um, your guys' thoughts and predictions? Um, Roman Reigns retains. I think it'll be really close. A lot of false finishes, and Sammy will be involved. And Schmoly. something, something with Sammy will set up uh, Roman versus Sammy at Elimination Chamber. That's what I think. I want to be mad uh, at that turnout. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I think we're all going to agree that it's, the Roman is going to retain the title. And Sami Zayn is going to be a focal point of this match because Roman even says, Sami, I don't want to even want to see you until Saturday. And I do think Sami's going to end up causing Roman to tell because he's still trying to, he still has to kind of prove his loyalty to the bloodline because he did say, you're not guilty for now. And where Richie just said, uh, Elimination Chamber is in Montreal, Sami's home, Sami's hometown. So we do kind of have to assume that he's going to be in a, focal match in a focal point of the show, especially with WrestleMania looming and we kind of have to assume that he's going to team up Owens to challenge the Usos for the tag titles and that'd be like the ultimate blow for the storyline. But I I think he's going to get involved. I think he's going to help Roman retain. Might be inadvertently. He might be going for uh, Roman, but ends up, it may, it may look like he's going to hit Roman, but knocks out Kevin Owens and Roman has some type of trust and reportedly the, the chamber match is supposed to be for the IC title, but if the chamber match um, is for the universal title, I can see Sami Zayn in that match with Roman Reigns. And 
the way he turned, the way Roman Reigns and the bloodline kicks Sami Zayn out will will be seen soon. But I'm not sure yet. But I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns retaining. Well, uh, surprisingly, I'm also going with Roman retaining. Um, I don't see how that isn't gonna be the the way to go on it. Um, it, it is one of those things that's exciting to see how they're going to book whatever match happens at Elimination Chamber, whether we're getting Sammy and Owens teaming together to challenge for tag titles, whether we're getting a one-on-one, uh, you know, Owens, uh, I'm sorry, um, Sammy versus Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. It, it's going to be, it's an exciting mania season, which, you know, sound like a supermarket to say, but how often do you actually feel like, all right, what, what, what's the world champion going to be doing in between? But it's definitely gonna be interesting. And as the biggest accolade, Mark, uh, I did not hear that rumor. But if you're if you're correct, I think that'd be pretty pretty cool to see a mid card title being defended in the elimination chamber. So yeah, definitely uh, we're unanimous. We're all we're all seeing Roman Reigns uh, retaining the Universal Undisputed WWE Championship, and we're gonna move to that to set up who will be facing a. <laughs> women's champion of their choice. We got the 30 women in the women's Royal Rumble match. Predictions and thought, Aaron's. Uh, what do you got going on for this? This is rough because there's only we we know Becky and Bailey are, and um, are going to be in it, but at this moment in time, there's only seven women confirmed for this match, and you have to kind of assume that there's a ton of surprises because the women's roster in between, combined with both shows is pretty weak. And lackluster. Uh, reportedly, Ron is not going to be at the Rumble, so we can't expect. We're not going. So we're not kind of expected to see her. Um, I said there'll be a lot of surprises and returns. And the betting favorite, we haven't talked about this at all amongst each other, but the betting favorite has been Rhea Ripley, and I can't buy that because she's been kind of not put on the back burner, but as a, as a as a wrestler, she hasn't really been having too many matches as of late. She's been kind of I. I I feel she's the leader of Judgment Day. So she's been leading the stable, and that's about it. She hasn't had a bunch of in-ring things with the women other than the build-up to Survivor Series. So I can buy that. I do expect Naomi to return at the Rumble. Chelsea Green is reportedly supposed to be returning in the Royal Rumble. So like I said, we'll get a bunch of surprises. But I, I'm i leaning towards that benefit with Rhea Ripley because nobody at all has been built up at all. We'll get to the men's match other than one yeah. person, but nobody has been built up. And I said earlier that the women's division has been booked terribly because we've been in these long standstills with Bianca, with Bianca, with uh, Alexa against um, Damage Control, and the Ronda reign was terrible, and Charlotte just came back, and nobody has been built up to any level to face those guys and possibly main be a headliner match at WrestleMania. So I'll go with Rhea Ripley. So Richie, I'm going to save the best for last and, and send this to you uh, next. So be, before I go uh, or after I go, <laughs> so my I'm going, I'm going to go basically with Aaron's take. I do think Rhea is going to win. I think it makes the most sense on the active roster and definitely with the women that are announced. Um, I don't look at her as the leader of Judgment Day, but I look at her as what I look forward to seeing. What are what's this faction going to do on Monday Night Raw? Because she's going to do something entertaining, whether it's comedy with Dom, whether it's something imposing with another man in front of her. Um, 
that Bianca Belair, if Bianca if Bianca doesn't drop the title, Bianca versus Rhea, that is a Mania main event. The 21 Royal Rumble, those were the last two, and I Bianca may have been called up, but I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I guess Bianca was called up, but like those were like the two. They're two young women. They're two, you know, shorter career WWE wrestlers. Um, it was really cool to see them as the last two that year, and um, I think it's their their year. It'll be a great main event. They'll definitely deliver. Both girls can go in the ring. Um, my one take with the women, and this is also something I would really like fantasy booking want in the next year or two for the men's as well. I would love for the winner, and we'll get to it when we discuss the men's match, but I would love for one year the the winner to be like really out of nowhere. Like <clears throat> you could you could argue uh 2017, 2018 when like Orton won, that wasn't something you really saw coming. Like I know there was people that it pissed off. I know there was people that were rubbed the wrong way by it because it was somebody that's been there forever and he's already won one. But like Shinsuke it was somebody that's like, you know, he's newer to the main roster and he was getting that that good push at the time but i would love to see that like we see it all the time in the men's division where you get like batista comes back and he he wins the rumble triple h comes back he wins the rumble brock he's a part-timer he wins the rumble like i know we had lita and versus uh becky lynch and i know that was one of the best matches of last year for the women's division but like imagine lita or trish coming back and winning the rumble like if we're gonna get a short-term run from one of them or a part-timer or a legend i would love and they kind of have to strike why the iron's hot especially with the women's division if it's gonna happen if we're gonna hit a part-timer it's gonna kind of have to be like in the next in like this year or next year because you know father time is ticking but i would love to see somebody in the women's division come out of the woodwork and win the match or you know one of those for the men's in the, in the next year or two being like a complete surprise but uh, i'm definitely going with rhea ripley as well richie what you got um i mean what what can i say that you two didn't say already um about it i pretty much echo everything you guys said i think it will either be rhea or nikki cross n- no or some, somebody not uh named so far okay so I can see it being Rhea, that makes sense, but I can also see it just being somebody that hasn't been announced. Um, I, I mean, maybe a, a Becky or a Bailey, but I guess that, that's not likely. But I just feel like out of these seven that have been announced, you know, what are the odds that one of them is the winner? If um, ba- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Richie. No, that that's pretty much it. Yeah, if Bailey wins, if Bailey wins, I would not be mad because she deserves it and she's not a repeat winner at all. So I wouldn't be upset with that because she's been booked like shit herself. But if 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 Naomi's not in it, then Becky will be, Bailey will be Bailey will be my dark horse. Ba- Bailey would definitely. I, I mean, my fan favorite, like who I would want to win. Obviously, I got to go with Bailey, but I've also been. <clears throat> championing and predicting and wishing her, her to win every time she's uh, challenged for the Raw Women's title since her return. Um, so, you know, still fantasy book and still wishing and hoping. I, I hope Bailey could win it. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned Naomi. I mean, I think that would be a cool, nice surprise because 
we've gotten 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. You know, we've had five women's Royal Rumble matches, and we get a great Naomi spot every year. But it's also like one of those things that like we get that Kofi Kingston spot. You don't really think that like, Kofi's going to win the Rumble. Like, how dope would it be if like Naomi comes out? We get one of those like high risk spots. She like doesn't get eliminated, and she goes on and wins. I think that would be awesome. Super cool. Uh, speaking of Royal Rumbles, what I think should finish the ma- night probably will. It hasn't in many years in the past. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble match. I don't know if we're all going to be in unison, but I'm going to start off with my prediction. I am not mad at them for announcing that Cody's returning to be in the match. Rumor has it they're okay with it because they have other surprises that they think are going to be a kind of a big deal. They have 15 names or more announced for the men's match. So literally a half, and then they only have they have less than a third. They have about a quarter of participants announced for the women's match. Uh, I'm going Cody. I want Cody to win. I think he's going to win. I know he should win. Uh, it's, it's the perfect fairy tale story, and I'll be predicting it in three months that he wins whatever title he's going against for, whether it's one or the other or both. Um but Cody Rhodes is my prediction for the men's 2023 Royal Rumble. Richie, might uh, as well set it up so Aaron can bring it home. I'm going to have with Cody. Uh, I wish they kept it as a surprise. Uh, I do not think we will get any other surprise. I mean, who could it be that would be a surprise that equals Cody or is better than Cody? Um, if it's The Rock, which I don't think it will be, but even if it was, um, he would have to win. And it would just basically bury Cody. And if you're going to have The Rock win, I wouldn't even have had... You know, they will they will Daniel Bryan... <laughs> you know, remember when Daniel Bryan came back to the Rumble in 2015? Uh-huh. I popped okay. in the crowd. I popped in the crowd. He got thrown out mid match. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <clears throat> my favorite if, thing for Cody if Cody doesn't win the rumble after announcing him win if if they know he wasn't gonna win and the rock would win, why even announce Cody? like keep him for after the rumble? It could have all been avoided. So that's why I just think it'll definitely be Cody. I do not think the rock is coming back into the rumble. Um, I do not know what other surprises they could come up with, but I guess we'll see. No, that suplex. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, yeah, it's it's going to be unanimous. It has to be Cody, and if he doesn't come out in denim and leather, I'll be very disappointed. But like he's because he's definitely getting the Triple H O two treatment. I'm not mad at all for them announcing him ahead of time, because we all assumed that with that injury he would be back around December or Royal Rumble time so they're not even making it a surprise which is okay and when the time of the injury happened we talked about on the show how that that was kind of a blessing in the sky so we can't get tired of him so when he comes back he's fresh and like we never had to like it's like we had that we had all that time away from him he's fresh and we're happy to see him and we're ready to see this journey instead of having to hear him for six months I'm like oh I'm gonna be champion I'm gonna be champion and all that so I do agree that he's getting injured now yeah when he got injured yeah so I agree that it's gonna be it's gonna be Cody 
I'm interested to see him with a build to Roman Reigns. I'm actually looking forward to that, especially for the kind of competitor Cody is now and what Roman Reigns has become. But Roman Reigns first has to kind of get that same get out of get the Sami Zayn storyline from up under him before he could move on to Cody. But yeah, it's it's no doubt Cody in this situation. Um, Aaron, I assume because I know you love the sheets as well. You did read the same thing that they were like okay with revealing it due to being happy with other surprises or not oh i, I did see that but I, I i didn't really put too much weight into that because one like i said like I, we me and you said on the show like he'll be back for royal rumble time so it's not a, so it's not going to be sure. really much of a surprise and yeah. with triple h being involved we already know that he's he like he likes returns and and stuff like that so like i don't have a problem with that and this is his first time booking a royal rumble match so he knows what the fans like and i know Doubt in my mind that he'll have a bunch of returns lined up. A return that I really hope that he has is X Pac. I'll pop for I'll yeah. pop huge for that. Because yeah. <laughs> especially since he was there, X Pac has been wrestling a few times in the last in the, over the, in the last year. So I, I have no doubt in my mind Triple H will have a bunch of returns in his Royal Rumble season. X Pac had two matches, got injured in a second, and then it said he is only match he would have. Is a rumble match. Okay, so there, so there you go. So I might have spoiled something, but that's like Triple H will not be short of surprises. I'm sure you'll see NXT guys. I'm sure you'll see Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, maybe even um, uh, Braun Breaker is a lot. Um, Grayson Waller, you might see him as well. But there'll be plenty of surprises in this rumble match. Yeah. So I um I was gonna say like, is there any like guilty pleasure of like because you know you get the the Santinos, the honky tonk bands, you get the the comedy guys that will come back. And like, I, I would say if they're, they were like, you know, we've seen the road dog in and out Lawler in and out of the ring. My guilty pleasure would be to see X-Pac. I would love to hear X-Pac DX theme song and him come out. Um, I guess my one thing, and I don't, I, and I don't know if TK would let any, anyone really slip through the cracks, but like, you know, Frankie Kazarian just left AEW for Impact. Do we see, like, that there's anyone that a lot of AEW originals, their contracts expire January 1st? Could we, do you guys think of any chance that anyone that comes to your mind that, oh, wow, somebody could maybe make right. that AEW pop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You know what really would pop me a guilty pleasure? By the way, I think Edge is coming back as well. But you know who would really pop me? Cause he just signed he just signed a legends deal, I'd pop a huge for Scott Steiner. Oh my! I'm not sure if he could wrestle. I'm not sure if he, I know he was wrestling a couple years ago in Impact during the pandemic. But I'd pop a huge if I heard Holly. If you hear me, you would lose it. Richie, any guilty pleasure um, returns you are hoping for? Um, I haven't given it much Lightning thought. Kenneth? <laughs> no, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned him just now. Uh, I could see that happening. Um, uh, I don't know. Who are the rumors? Um, Honestly, not really. I'm, I'm the biggest market, uh, biggest mark with when it comes to. I didn't like when it. I re- reread on Tuesday morning. Like, what are possible spoilers for Raw 30? Because when it comes to Royal Rumble and Mania season, I don't want the spoilers. <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't be... I haven't heard any again. names. I haven't heard any names about anybody. This is just me, like, guessing. Yeah. 
like Waltman has been saying for a cool year and a half, two years, he wants the rumble spot. So it's kind of a thing that, you know, that didn't surprise me. Aaron also knew that. But, you know, a lot of our predictions for the show were unanimous or at least two, two or three of us were all, all on the same page. Any more thoughts for the Rumble before it happens? Days away? Looking forward to it. No thoughts. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate us all uh, coming here. I appreciate everyone for listening. From Aaron, from Richie, from myself, Act2Fly, we will see you next week. And if you're getting uh, itchy, go use that code MMADNESS to save 10% at ringside. Talking all of this madness, they talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle.